Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. And now, welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Live on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Immediately. Fucking. Fucking immediately. <laughs> hey, get out of that trash can. Sean Boy. Sean Boy. Well, he knows it's a classic movie. I'm still a mouthful. Yes, I did. I was He's like, this is the last time. John Dice. <laughs> Dick Vanksky. Yes, it is us you are seeing. Once again, we're back from a two-week hiatus. Welcome to Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. I'm Levi alongside Tommy, as per usual, on Monday. What day is it again? Monday. I got it. I, got, I know I got it right this time. You got it right. Because I've been waiting for this day for a week now. It's a day off. <laughs> They're nice. So last week you had one day off. Which is one of the reasons why we didn't do the show last week. Yes. And then this week is like kind of the same. But I'm, I'm, it's back to a normal week to where next Sunday, it's Sunday, Monday. Back to my normal schedule. Oh, okay. There's been, so there's been shit going on nonstop. This is the last of your busy bullshit yeah for the most part yeah until i mean it'll the weeks go like this you know but this week is this upcoming week is pretty quiet so that should be nice i'm looking forward to that normal week how many many days till christmas Uh, i checked it actually i checked it like yesterday i think it's like 82 let me see that sounds about right i think it's i think it's 82 81, excuse me. 81 Ooh. days till Christmas. This is exciting. Halloween's in 26 days. Fuck yeah, man. I'm so excited. Easter, nobody cares about Easter. Thanksgiving's in 52 days. Yeah, you don't get presents for Easter. Yeah, Thanksgiving's all right. Thanksgiving's cool because it's on the way. It's on the road to Christmas mania. <laughs> That's the best part about Ooh. You know um, it's not the Hills and Quads podcast if I'm not farting all over it the whole time. Let's talk about this for a second. You know, Thanksgiving kind of sucks. <clears throat> Honestly. Like, the best part okay. about it well, is you just said it automatic. Was right. Like, it's okay, but it kind of sucks. I mean, yeah. It's it's like a cock tease. Like, you're off work, but you have to spend the whole day with day. people you don't yeah. really want to spend the day with. Well, I don't know if you're, like, if you're, uh... Like, okay, for me, for instance, I'm like two hours, a little over two hours away. It's like, okay, I got to get up early. I got to yeah. drive all the way over there, which usually if I'm going to 
go visit, I try to be like, I need Wednesday, Thursday off. Yeah. So I can make it like a, at least I can drive and then try to come the day day before. Yeah. Yeah. But it does. uh, Yeah. You have to spend it with, sometimes you might not want to spend it with certain people. Yeah. That's what I mean. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. People like us, we, you know, multiple houses in one day and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Ugh. And then by Christmas, you've already like blown your wad on Thanksgiving. You're like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, and it's like, it's too come soon. here. <laughs> yeah, too soon. Yeah, usually but it's not though. That's usually my deal. Is like, hey, we will travel and do whatever you want on Thanksgiving, but Christmas, I'm staying in my fucking PJs all day. My kids are playing with their toys. So if you want to yeah. see us, you can come to us. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And chances are I might get drunk on Jesus's birthday. I I feel like that's a pretty good, there's a good chance of that. That seems like something you might partake in on Jesus's birthday. But not too bad because the next day's Tommy's birthday and I don't want to ruin that. So Yeah, you don't want to be a hungover mess on your yeah. son's birthday. Yelling at him. So how does that work then? Does he, like, do you give him, like, he gets presents both days? Yeah. Okay. What do you think I am, a piece yeah. of shit or something? No, I'm not assuming that at all. You're a great father. <laughs> I was just curious. No, of I was course. wondering if, like, yeah, some of separate. the Christmas presents might, like, wait for a day. No, dude, I'm a fucking wreck December because I've got okay. Tyler's birthday the 21st, then I've got Christmas, then I've got Tommy's birthday the 26th. I've got two birthdays oh and Christmas God. in one fucking week. It's ridiculous. That's, that's, I spend so much fucking money. No wonder you drink on Christmas. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> earned it because I worked like yeah. 80 fucking hours yeah. in a day. To watch the money just go. Yep. And, and they wrap just, it up in a they, present. They, wrap, they unwrap the shit and then they just you don't even open it for like a month. Yeah, and forget like, oh, they cool. fucking have it. Throw it. You're like, especially, throw that. Especially like clothes or something like that I spend a good amount of money on, especially Kyler because he has to have like name brand He's got to have Nike and Under Armour and shit. Jordan and all that. And then, like, he'll open it, he'll look at it, and be like, oh, that's nice. And then just throw it to the side. I'm like, dude, that was fucking 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, thank you would suffice. It's, uh, Mariah claims that she's, we're not doing Christmas this year, and I don't really appreciate that, because it's not funny. I don't remember the last time I got a gift. I, you don't joke about that. Not well, really Christmas. I, me and Amanda are different, man. We just like kids. Well, you, you have, know? it right. makes it fun but for you, you to guys, watch the kids do it. Yeah, you guys, you, that's different. You, you live vicariously. Shit. Yeah, she should. And I want an iPad. So you need an iPad, some AEW figs, and some new shirts. Yes, and I would. I'll take another guitar. And so uh, yeah, it's it might be a couple thousand dollar Christmas, but she needs to fucking pay up. Pony up. <laughs> Not really. But I mean I'd love to have an iPad. But, but she I feel like that I feel like that yeah, but she should. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be the newest one. Yeah, it does though. That's the thing. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> it does. But it's not but it's not the eighth gen, Mariah. It's you bought seventh gen? Are you fucking kidding me? You, just you are a sorry it. excuse. You yeah. snap and half and then file for divorce. <laughs> She, w- she won't either. spend money on Apple stuff for me, so I know that won't happen. She'll get you she- a like an Amazon uh, tablet, Kindle. Kin- yeah, she got me a Kindle Fire. a couple years ago from her. 
a birthday. I like it, but it does, they move a little slower than my iPad does. So, yeah. Anyways, but it's nice. We should probably, we should I, probably I, talk. I appreciated it. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. What's in the news? Last night was Takeover Thirty One. They ran out of names, so they were just like, "Yeah, let's call it Thirty One." <laughs> How many have we done again? Thir- thir- last uh, one we did one, was thirty, two, so thirty one. Thirty one. Okay. <laughs> Ember Moon made her shocking return last night. They got the Halloween Havoc NXT. Yeah, that's really fucking that's awesome. Exciting. I will definitely watch that one. Yeah, I will watch that just to see what the setup looks like. Although uh, the performance center change they change it to like the capital center something or another arena the nxt at the oh really center. yeah it the setup's pretty sweet are you actually. talking about the place that they do the thunderdome no not the thunderdome no okay it's not because nxt still does it at the performance center but they just changed it no they like took everything out they like started fresh in that room oh okay yeah it's pretty sweet looking it's got like cages up around it instead of like the plexiglass. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and then that now they have they, have, they have the screens now too, like the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. I know. Right. We'll call it the Thunderdome. I keep I keep up with uh, when I see a clip on YouTube from uh, whatever it is, Figure Four Online, and I hear. Alvarez and somebody else talking about Raw. I like to just listen to it because they're just like, it was the worst. I'm like, when are we going to get a good one? They just say it just doesn't make sense. There's no. It doesn't. And, I, and they were talking about it too. And I finally, just when they said it, I was like, oh, that's right. There's no long term storytelling. AEW is doing long term storytelling. Yeah, Impact's long-term. doing it. And New Japan does it through the ring, not even on the mic. And yeah. WWE just can't seem to do it. But uh, I think it was Simon or somebody from what culture was saying, like, it might be because people's patience is not what it used to be, I guess. So they yeah. want to just see the story play it out, be done, which the only one they seem to run out, but they don't really tell a story in WWE is like the world title, like Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. It's been going yeah. on for like two or three months, but it's just like, eh, you know, there's no the- story. The Dominic Mysterio thing. Now his sister is. Oh my god! I guess dating Buddy Murphy or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Murphy, not Buddy Murphy. Don't say that. Used to be formerly known as uh, the artist, formerly known as Buddy Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. (laughs) And then they like. I guess they showed like text messages on the Titantron or something that they were going back. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. That's Vince getting his jollies off. Like Monday nights, I get on Twitter just to watch people tweet about it. That's my thing. Like, I don't ever engage in it. I just watch people. And it's like, oh, my fucking God. I'm so glad I'm not watching this dumpster fire. Speaking of Twitter, just real quick. Saturday night, I got on it just because of the Hogs game. And oh. congrats to the Razorbacks. Because yeah, we've won an it. SEC game for the first time in three years. 20 conference games. We finally won against an SEC team. The uh, I'm, a, I'm a little, SEC. yeah. A ranked number 16, Mississippi State. We beat them, who just blew out LSU the week before. So it's like, it's really interesting. Everybody was tweeting, like, football is so weird. Does that mean Arkansas can beat LSU? And I'm like, don't go that far. Yeah. But, don't get your hopes up, buddy, Murphy. But, uh, man, it was, I was just, I was very happy to see that. I bet it was a raving party here, but I was in bed at, by 10 o'clock that night, probably. So <laughs> never mind. I wasn't at the party. 
Dude, that's weird. Saturday night, I was asleep at like fucking eight thirty. I don't remember what happened Saturday night. I know I was probably in bed by at least eleven. Friday night, but Friday night I watched the first three Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Wow, that's a bender. Yeah, and then this weekend I'm gonna watch three more. I'm gonna I'm Aww. gonna watch them all before we do the Halloween special <sighs> at the end of the month. I gotta do the same. I need to go get the either order them or go get them today. I want to watch them all. I don't I actually don't have any of those, yeah. but I've seen them. Right. It's just been a while. I used to rent them from that. You remember Frosties on Kenny Baker? Yeah, 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 yeah. With I used to rent mat? them from that one. Yeah. Yeah. I used to rent them from that one. I saw like New Nightmare, Dream Warriors, whatever five is. Uh, uh, the Dream rem- Child. The Dream Child. Four is the Dream Master. Five is the Dream Child. The Six Dream Master. Is... Freddy's the best because he just has corny ass. He's like, yeah. let me. Let me lick ya. Yeah. <laughs> like just stupid. I'm your boyfriend like, now. Dude, the I can't wait to talk about the first one even because it's like the first time you oh, see it's it, fucking one. hilarious, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> His arms are all like Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah, we'll save it. Yeah, we'll save that one. Um, oh, real quick before we move on. So I caught some a little bit of heat on Twitter. For voicing my opinion, imagine imagine that you don't you don't do that. I said that because WWE is now taking over their Twitch accounts and their uh, cameo accounts. Yeah. So I said if because WWE said they wanted to protect their intellectual properties, so I tweeted out if WWE really wants to quote protect their intellectual properties, maybe they should put out a better fucking product. And then I got ripped for it. And By like, all the non-AEW oh, lovers. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, well, Vince does this and he pays for their travel and accommodations and stuff. I'm like, they don't even have fucking health insurance through him. Yeah. He wants to take over their fucking Twitch accounts. They're playing fucking video games. They're not wrestling. He has no, he should have no fucking say in that. It's just because it's like, God forbid they might associate with a different wrestler from another company on there but randy orton you know? can do it but Ran- well yeah randy can do it well he's a snake he just well, cracks he me up on social media he thinks he's a snake that's why oh yeah he's got a company now a clothing company does he really slither that's what the thing was really yeah that yeah it's called slither s-l-t-h-r or something and it's his new athletic brand. I was gonna, I was gonna buy some of it. I'm gonna see how expensive it is first. But it's he's got expensive. his wife posing in it, and he's like, of course, you know, being a horn dog. Yeah, he cracks he's me naked. Up and he's covering up her nipples with his hands. He did. Like he's just Randy Dude, is the fucking the fuck? man on social media. You and then it, somebody, Orton. I do. I, I think I have a little bit of a man crush on Randy Orton. But that's all right. He's a very, he's a very good looking guy. You think his 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 snake, his trousers snake, is bigger than the one you drew yesterday? Absolutely. He's like six yeah. four. He's buff. Oh, that he's got big anything. dick energy. I know, but he's got big dick energy though. Oh, he's got to have that. You got to have the energy. You have to have the. You can be tall and have a tiny penis. That's a thing. Yeah, but well, that's like you what cannot... they say about most, you know, little people is they have kickstands. <laughs> yeah, tater tots. Yeah. But here's the thing, us folks are just, we're growers, not showers. So Definitely. some people show, 
I mean, if I, I show you, I don't like getting mine out unless it's you know, it's got it's got to have a little blood flow going yeah, on before I pull it out. The veins got to be popping. The vein, well, the veins got to be pumping at least. Yeah, it's got to be slithering. <laughs> Randy pulls his out, and it's like, like, like even like around you know my wife and stuff. I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to take it out if it's not, you know. I pull mine out a lot, no matter what size. I'll yeah, just put second. it in her face. Yeah. Smell it. And then I, yeah, smell that fucking thing. Kiss it. Lick my tater hole. Fucking <laughs> 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 tater hole. Okay, wrestling. All right, wrestling. I guess we should do the Road Warrior thing. Uh, the new, I mean, I don't have, I know there's news, but like, we have a lot of other stuff to get to, I guess. I don't think there's any crazy news right now. Like, just fucking... <laughs> Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFit Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit penfed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome. You're... <laughs> All right. Yeah, anyways, I guess we can get to the Road Warriors matches. All right. Let's do All it. Right. And then we're going to talk about Unforgiven 2000 after that. I guess you can start this one off okay. since I feel like you have a better, you have a stronger, more interesting list. Okay. So, number 10, this is mainly for the entrance and because this was kind of their comeback. Uh, SummerSlam 1992 versus Ted DiBiase and IRS. They come out on the motorcycles and Paul Ellering, Paul Ellering and the little fucking dummy dude, whatever his name was. Everybody hated him. The little puppet dude. Ventriloquist oh, yeah. dummy. Yeah. He was stupid. But yeah, the entrance was cool. The match was okay. Road Warriors win, get a big pop. It's, it's the environment. It, yeah, it's in London. It, it was. In, yeah. Remember when we did that and we were like, oh, everybody's like, oh, that's the best SummerSlam ever. That's one of the best events of all time. Like, it was just mm. okay, you know? Yeah, as far as wrestling goes, it wasn't, like, the greatest wrestling show ever. There's one, there's, it's a one-match show. Yeah, like, Macho and Warrior was okay, and then. Yeah, what, this what one was, was all right. It? And the then Brett Warrior and one was Bulldog, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, like I said, the match was eh, but it's mainly for the entrance, and it, it's a memorable moment for the Road Warriors, so. 10 probably wouldn't have made my list if I would have took a month to do this like we usually do for the yeah. top 10s, but yeah. The, uh, and also the reason why we're doing this obviously is in lieu of the death of Road Warrior Animal. So um, rest in peace to both of the Road Warriors. Hopefully they are the Legion of Doom or wherever they are in the afterlife. It kind of sucks because, I mean, it does suck. We just talked about him like last yeah. the week before that happened. Yeah. So really shitty news to get. And he wasn't old. So it's like, 
it just really sucks. But he's with his brother Hawk now. So yeah, it was uh, weird because like when it happened, I texted you, and I was like, you know, it's it feels weird. I think because we actually met we him. The animal story. Yeah. Yeah, and we have it like a story. And yeah. then he, like the first wrestler that, you know, I feel like connected to that has passed. Was he the one I walked up to and I was like, hey, man, I just want to, you know, because we were like fed up and I was like, I'm just glad you're just out walking around. Yeah. Like, yeah. actually was, socializing. Was yeah. 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 And he was like, oh, thanks. Getting a coffee or something. Yeah. And yeah and <laughs> I then was we also saw, a little scared. We saw Slaughter and Teddy Long in yeah. the coffee yeah, line, right. too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Me and Animal will always have Target. You were off walking around, and I was on the phone getting pissed off because I couldn't find beer. Me and Animal will have the coffee line. Yeah. Or the food line, whichever one. Probably <laughs> it, food. It, it was really funny, though, because you just walk up to like, hey, man, I just wanted to come up and say hello and shake your hand. Like, <laughs> we were so pissed I, we were, off. We were so done it. at that point. Yeah, I was like, thank you for just being Animal, you know? Yeah. And he's got he's in gimmick the whole time. Like, yeah. he was about to hit me with the doomsday device with someone yeah and i was like i, I mean i would have helped him out <laughs> Eidenreich Eiden wasn't there so <laughs> i needed help god speaking of one of those is on my list what no i'm, I'm just kidding i I'm was about kidding. to i was about to cancel the show so my number 10 is the road warriors versus midnight express at starcade 1986 it was the scaffold match and it was uh i guess one of the better of those Yes. But just because it's one of those 80s matches that the reason it makes number 10 is because I really didn't have a good number 10 spot. And this is a real, like, you can just throw it on there. And the reason being is because they just kind of did awesome matches through the 80s, you yeah. know? And that was their, like, their era was 80s and early 90s. And this was just kind of, they were getting to that peak. They were on their way to the peak. So, like, 86, I think they were... They weren't wearing their gear yet at all. They were just wearing paint. Yeah, it was like they had like weird like vests with spikes on it. They didn't have the shoulder oh, yeah. pads yet. Yeah. Yeah. That was like 88, 89 when they got those. Yeah. So anyways, that's my number 10. Uh, I don't remember the match a whole lot, but I know that it's them versus Minna Express. It's two teams of awesome workers. So I threw that on there just for kind of like a hearsay hearsay of all the 80s matches they do so yeah uh my number nine legion of doom versus the nasty boys again SummerSlam, but this is the year before 91 uh i mean it was one of those matches four big human beings in there just beating the shit out of each other it was no yeah. dq no count out all that stuff so good match fun memories 91 you know little tommy is as me, not my little Tommy, my yeah. son, me. <clears throat> and not your penis you know. either. No, no. That's Stanley. <laughs> oh, Stanley, okay. Um, Stanley Hudson. But, you know, it's just one of those golden era matches that I remember watching as a kid a lot on my Coliseum video VHS. Zin. All right. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish I could have tried that. <laughs> Actually, need to email that guy, by the way. Heel Pod 10. All right. Uh, my number nine is actually was your number 10. SummerSlam 92 versus Money, Inc. Like you kind of said, it's not the greatest match ever, but it's it's the environment and just the fact that they were 
one of the highlights on the card after we watched it and reviewed it. We were like, this isn't the greatest show ever. But I think I remember this one, us saying it was all right. You know, it was a tag, it was a 90 early nineties tag match and money Inc was kind of a pretty top tag team at the time. And, uh, you get to see the road warriors fight them in front of like 80,000 in London. So yeah, same reasons as you basically number nine. Uh, my number eight, the Road Warriors versus the Samoan SWAT team, aka the Head Shrinkers, aka uh, Rikishi and Samu. Uh, NWA Clash of the Champions eight. Another one of those, like, I mean, big dudes going at it. Powerful yeah. tag match, you know. That's All right. My number eight is Starcade 89 versus the Steiner brothers in the tournament matches. It was like a 10 minute match, but it was, I believe it was the tournament matches. Yeah. 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 It was like a 10 minute match, but it was just enough. And it was like, it was all business. They just, they wrestled their ass off and it was two teams of good workers. I mean, the Steiners were a killer tag team. Yeah. And then they're in there with, legion of doom road warriors and they just they just worked for 10 minutes it was just a real really good tag team wrestling match it's really nice to watch that back in the day there was like three or four versus the steiners that i almost put on my list they had a good little feud yeah it was it was really good like a long it was like a you know spread out rivalry but it was good they always had they always they never disappointed let's put it that way like the steiners were better wrestlers but because like LOD road warriors, whatever you want to call them here, they always, you always heard they worked really stiff. Yeah. And it kind of, you, I mean, watching them, it comes across as they're, they're pretty rough in the ring, but it shows their mm-hmm. power. So, and I never really knew of anybody ever really getting hurt, hurt working with them. So I guess that was okay. Uh, where are we at? Seven. <clears throat> yeah. My number seven was your number 10. I believe Road Warriors versus Midnight Express, the scaffold match from Starcade '86. This is one of the first matches I remember watching on the network when it came out, because you always hear Cornette talking about this run and how it was crazy how a ta- tag teams were, were selling out the arenas. It wasn't just Flair anymore. It was you know yeah. the tag matches were really selling the towns out and. Everybody would come to see them, and man, that's it. Those were just cool matches. I mean, I couldn't imagine working that match, a scaffold match. I'd be shitting bricks, dude. There's no I'm way too I'd, scared of heights. No, there's no way my ass would be up there. No, without a fucking harness. And there's no way <laughs> they would do these matches now. Mm-mm. All right, uh, my number seven was your number nine in SummerSlam '91 versus the Nasty Boys. Kind of like you said, just big dudes fucking slugging it out on a big stage. So uh, I want to go back and revisit SummerSlam 91 sometime. But yeah, I I always liked their matches. I mean, with any tag teams, but the Nasty Boys is kind of just fits them yeah. together because they're just fucking sluggers and heavy hitters and body slams and just 90 early 90s wrestling post 80s early 90s one of those matches where i wish i still had all of my hasbros oh yeah turn this match on you get the the tag teams out and yep do your thing 
I, w- I wish I still had all of them. I still have a few. The kids still have a few, but I don't have my whole set. Like I had all of them at one time. Uh, number six, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one was fun. This was the first match I watched when we decided to make this list. Uh, Legion of Doom versus Hulk Hogan and Tenru from WWF slash SWS Japan Super Show WrestleFest 91. This was cool because Hogan and Tenru the night before, I believe, had a singles match. And then they tagged here against the Legion of Doom. And this is a fun one because not only are the Legion of Doom kicking ass, because at one point they gorilla press slam both of them. Animal gorilla press slams Hogan, which is crazy. That would never happen in the U.S. at this time. No. Only in Japan. And Hogan actually wrestles. Like, he does an insiguri, and he does a, a drop toe hold into a submission. It's, I was like, holy shit. I told That's you, not I sent you the link. I was like, you got to watch Teddy. this match. Teddy! 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 That's not Terry. Ichiban! That's Teddy! Ichiban! Ichiban! Yeah, and he comes out, and he doesn't do, like, the normal, like, this. He just... Like throws up number ones, you the know. Ichiban thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. I definitely, if you're listening or watching this, go back and find that match. Uh, I should definitely watch. It's kind of it, like a hidden gem. I found it on uh, Daily Motion. Just search on Google, and you'll find it. Some good gems on there. Google it. So my number six was actually from WrestleFest '91 as well. Ah. But it was like a compiled list of like it's wrestlefest 91 but it's at like the wrestling classic or whatever on wwf but it's oh, okay versus... so it's the wwf wrestlefest like wrestlefest 91 yeah 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 uh with macho man hosting it by the pool or whatever yeah and it's then uh road warriors versus the heart foundation Ooh. it's a early it's an early heart Ooh. foundation well i mean not super early because they started in the 80s but i i was trying to look I looked for a match. I sure they, I'm sure they have more matches versus Heart Foundation, but I found this one. And I, it's not like the greatest. It, it's a really, it's a good match, especially for the time period. Not like the greatest, you know, 2020 tag team match, but it's just a good one because it's all good workers in the ring together, just rolling with the psychology and telling a story. Uh, I don't. I watched it last week. I think it had a funky finish. No, no, no. It wasn't a funky finish. It was just kind of a quick one. Oh, Somebody okay. stole. It was one of the guy. The Road Warriors stole the pin. I think it was Hawk, and they got away with the victory. But it was just. It was just a good wrestling match. I haven't most watched of that these, one. I'm since, gonna say that uh, since the since Coliseum video. <laughs> since the Coliseum videos hit the network, like I went on a fucking <clears throat> bender watching. Oh that. yeah. That shit. That was a good one. Well, that's a good one. It was a little five, five. Five. Yeah. This one. This one's a fun one. I watched this. Uh, I want to say like last Sunday. Uh, the or Saturday. The Road Warriors versus Ivan and Nikita Koloff in a Russian chain match. You want to talk about some fucking crazy shit? Uh, yeah. You get you get color get color early on uh it's not very long i think it was like 11 minutes which i guess for 86 because this is july 5th 86 it's uh 
it's it was like one of the like the great american bash but it wasn't the great american bash it was like one of the shows the touring yeah, house yeah. show kind of thing yeah um but it, yeah it was a cool match and having a tag team i want to watch that chain one. match is pretty wild yeah that's it sounds like there has to be color in a match like that oh yeah yeah uh, my number five was uh, Nitro, February 26, 1996 versus Harlem Heat. A lot of these are – a lot of these matches I had to look at lists because Road Warriors, when I was a kid, it was like LOD 2000. Yeah. It was like late 90s. So a lot of these I had to look at lists and watch them. So mine is definitely kind of a best of, like compilation, yeah. just things I enjoyed. But, uh, yeah, Nitro versus Harlem Heat, February 26, 96. This one – just it was like a 10 minute match i think and because it was a tv match but they just wrestled their asses off man no joking around it was all work no play it was, it was a, just it was a badass tv match it was it was a, a spoiler, really good this TV is match. my number four okay and the yeah. coolest thing about this match is it kind of leads you to uncensored of 96 yeah because yep. the winner of this match goes on to face lex luger and sting for the tag titles at Uncensored, but Sting was hurt, and it ends up being the Road Warriors versus Lex and Booker T, which is very weird for the tag titles. So, okay, because I have a, I have a little spoiler for mine. Uncensored '96 Road Warriors versus Sting and Booker T is on my list. Okay, so it was Lex that was hurt. Okay, it was. Lex I was doing that. Was that from yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I was it threw me off because I was like, I watched that match, so I okay. think that happened. Yeah. Okay. I got I thought I was off. I got crossed up. Anyways, yeah, that was just it it was really good because it's a TV it's a TV match that you don't get to I mean, just killer tag matches on TV and killer singles matches on TV, like you dream of that because you're like you don't want to always have to buy the pay per view. And you like watching and Nitro had those more than the Fed at the time. Watching that Nitro match against Harlem Heat, what really blew my mind more than anything is how fucking young Booker T looks. Yeah. Just because, oh, I mean, we yeah, still see yeah. him today, you know, on the pre-shows or whatever. And even He's got like, wrestling, short, you know, that like that short little crew cut kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Harlem Heat was a shit too. And they were, com- they were that match they're fighting with like the top tag team in wcw man harlem heat dominated through the yeah. mid to late 90s those are actually like two of my favorite elite figures that the boys have is the harlem heat ones oh those are sick yeah the red uh so i guess that was your four so should i just yeah. go on to yeah four go then? ahead my number four was that in your house canadian stampede and i know this was a eight-man match or was it a 10-man match it's stone cold gold dust LOD, Ken Shamrock. Yeah, 10 men. Yeah. And Against I wanted, uh, Brett, Owen, the Bulldog, Anvil, Brian, and Brian Pillman. Pillman. Yeah. Uh, this is the main event of that, and the crowd's fucking hot because they're in Canada. So these Spoiler, guys this is my number three, by the way. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're getting through it. Uh, it was 24 minutes. Now I put this one on here because I haven't watched it in a long time, but I, I put it on it here because I, week, dude. It's, I knew it's this such was such a good fucking match. It's so good, dude. For a ten man match, yeah, you don't get ten man matches that are that awesome, especially yes. twenty four minutes long, especially in the WWF in the mid nineties. 
Yeah, that's late 90s, like, I guess. That, that's rare, man. And the match before that was actually Undertaker defeating Vader to retain the WWF world title. Yeah, it was 97. That's right. Taker was yeah. champ. But this being the main, that just shows you how hot the storyline was at the time. And it was really like Stone Cold versus the Hart Foundation. Right. But it was kind of all of them versus like Animal and Hawk versus uh, Owen and Neidhart and Shamrock and uh, Pillman. It would have been Goldust Shamrock. and Pillman. Goldust and Pillman, yeah. Because they just wrestled at uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. But anyways, this one, man, just a this one, like, you got to go back and watch this one if you've never seen it. I just went off this one from memory, but, dude, it was – I just – I'm just amazed at a 10-man match that was 24 minutes in the middle – in the 90s in the Fed was this fucking good. Yeah. So I was 10 when this happened, and I remember watching this live, and not only that, but I remember m- one of my friends had recorded it off pay-per-view because I went to his house to watch it. He recorded it off pay-per-view. And then, like, we would watch that all the time and, like, play yeah. with, the, like, the Jax figures. And yeah, the, this match, I mean, I've literally seen this match probably 30 times. Easy. It's so good. And it's... I just watched it again last week, and it, it's aged very well. It's just crazy to me that a pay-per-view like that, where the main event is a 10-man ta- tag match, is just so memorable and so good. So, mm-hmm. like, it has to be on the list. And it's not just the Road Warriors, obviously, because it's a 10-man match, but they worked their asses off just like everybody else did in this match. If if my number one wasn't my number one for the reason it is, this would be my number one, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you're number three, because that was my number three. My number three is Uncensored 96, Road go. Warriors versus Sting and Booker T. Dude, it's like a 30-minute match. And it's just the unlikely tag team of Sting and Booker T because it was Harlem Heat at the time. Those guys versus the Road Warriors just thrown together. It just shows how good Sting and Booker T are. And then also the Road Warriors. They just, it's a fucking exciting match, dude. It's so good. That's like the one one high spot of Uncensored 96. Because the the set overall isn't very good. I don't think it's a super good show. But that's this the one, one that's one the night. one with the, the big cage match at the end. The with uh Hogan and Macho H- versus yeah. Four Horsemen and the or the, the fucking Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. That's right. It was a Dungeon of Doom storyline. Still still the so, Dungeon of Doom storyline from ninety five. Slash ninety four. Uh, no, yeah. But anyways, Uncensored ninety six, Sting and Booker T. I can't speak too much on it. Because it's just you just gotta watch it, dude. Yeah. It's a fucking really good. It's, a it's long thirty minutes match. long, yeah. man. Yeah, but it's a really good tag yeah, match. You don't expect that match. in the nineties. No, especially not in WCW. <laughs> yeah, or the Fed. Yeah, or the Fed. So, anyways, uh, that's number three. My number two. This match was really fun as well. Uh, Road Warriors versus Tully and Arn. Starcade eighty seven. My number two. Chi Town Heat. Dude, this yeah. match was so fucking good. Like. I went back to watch it because I had to. I had to have a Tully and Arm match on here. Obviously, you sent it to me, and that's why I put it on my list. Yeah, I, I was like, Jesus, this is. I good. was like, you have to watch this fucking match. It yeah, was so good, dude. It went Arn straight to number two. Sells his ass off here, and like it, it just goes to show like why so many people respect him and why he 
was a producer for as long as he was with the Fed and why he's doing what he's doing now with AEW because this dude is I mean, I can't why even him and Tully and Arn are one of the best yeah. tags of all time. And, I mean, yeah, and Tully working with FTR now. I mean, he's yeah. When it comes to tag teams, not many better than fucking Tully Blanchard. So yeah, um, yeah, you just, just a this is another one a, of those matches you got to fucking watch because it is yeah. so good. Because this, this is I mean, this, this could is old school wrestling. This could sell finest. tickets now. Yeah, yeah, that's how good. Absolutely. It yep. Even on projector screen, it would sell tickets right now because, dude, it's just so good. And it's, I'm glad you sent it to me because I was, I wanted, I, ha, I mean, obviously, I have a couple of old school matches on yeah. here, but like this one is like, Primo. this is classic wrestling yeah. at its finest, dude. Just Arn selling, storytelling. Tully's fucking great, and the Road Warriors, of course, legends. Up this in there is probably legends. the best wrestling match I've ever seen the Road Warriors work. Yeah, I would say it's it's, it's really good because yeah. it's a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It's wrestling. All right, so that was your number two, also. Yeah. Okay. So my number one is my number one because this is the very first NWA VHS tape I ever bought. I bought it from a video store that was going out of business, and I saw this one, and the cover is just so fucking cool, like the clam show, and it's like this like weird like turquoise green blue color. And it's got the cage, and it's all cartoony, animated of all the guys in it. So it's yeah. War Games, 87, The Road Warriors, Dusty Rhodes, and Nikita Koloff, and Paul Eller- Ellering versus The Four Horsemen and J.J. Dillon. So you got the managers in there, too, in a War Games match. And this one's just, I mean, there's blood. I'm pretty sure somebody's ass is out. I think you see Ric Flair's ass at some point in this match, I'm sure. <laughs> uh everybody's bleeding you got flair and dusty in there so that's awesome plus you got the road warriors and tully and arn and then uh so nikita would have been was this i want to say barry windham was in the horseman here or was it luger yeah i I think so yeah i'm going off memory here uh because i didn't watch this one this week because i'd seen it so many fucking times but yeah just i mean nostalgia overtook that one for sure and i just I'll always love that match because, like I said, it was the first NWA dub slash WCW tape I ever had because I was more of a Fed guy. Yeah. Especially back then. So my number one is very – the reason is very similar to yours because this is a nostalgic match. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Raw, December 15th, 1997 versus I DJ know what it is. X. It almost made my list. I love that match. There, it's it's a first of all, it's a really good match. But the main reason I put it on here is because it's one of the best of the raw matches from that time period. But this is the time period where that's what I saw. I saw yeah. LOD and LOD two thousand on Raw week in and week out, just killing it. They yeah. were always they were always a featured tag team on Raw. and This so was this right one, around that time you first started watching wrestling. Yeah, yeah, this was... I think I was definitely watching at this point. Of course, I was like four. But yeah. I... Uh, it, it's just... It's nostalgia, man. That's yeah. why it's on here. And it's it, it more so... It, it's a killer match, but it represents all the matches of that time period. That's just like... That's why it's my number one is because that's what I grew up watching as far as the Road Warriors. Go. That's my memories of Road Warriors as LOD, LOD 2000. Every week, week in and week out on Raw, just 
doing their thing, man. Putting people over or going over, just depending yeah. on what the story was. They just they were there to work and they did their best. And of course, it's also yeah, what a rush. That's that's my Road Warriors, man. So that's why it's my number one. And it's a killer match. It's actually on YouTube as well. Yeah. So that's where I, it popped up on there. And I was like, you know, this is perfect to be my number one because that's what, this is what I remember. This yeah. Is, these are my road warriors. So that's my number one. And D, it, it's, a, it's a fun match to watch, man. DX shenanigans and, of course, the road warriors just being serious and fucking whipping ass, you know. So that's it. It's a good one. Tis. So anyways. All right. That's, that's our top tens of the road warriors once again rest in peace to animal it's with his brother hawk it sucks but it's i'm glad we have we have legit memories with yeah. animal yeah and now and, we have a list that uh anybody listening or watching can use our list and go back and look at the road warriors maybe some younger people that didn't grow up watching them or never really seen any matches of theirs because maybe there's a lot of people that watch wrestling that don't go back and watch a lot of old stuff. And that's kind of what we've shifted more of this show too. It seems like is going back and watching old shit because today is just not, it's not fun. AEW is good. Japan's good. Uh, The ring of honor pure tournament from what I've heard is fucking excellent. I need to watch that too, but like as far as WWE, I just don't want to fucking watch it anymore. It's boring. Yeah. I'll watch Survivor Series. Or I won't. I don't know. I haven't decided. I won't. <laughs> I do want to watch TakeOver, I though. I did hear Yeah, I do, wanna wa- I do want to watch that and Halloween Havoc TakeOver. Definitely. I'll definitely watch Halloween Havoc. Like I said, if nothing else for the set. I don't, I don't even care about the matches, but I'll watch it. Well, they'll be Probably good. like it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Take a break so I can get another cup of coffee real quick. Yeah. You got time? Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. All right. Unforgiven 2000 WWF World Wrestling Federation presents Unforgiven 2000 live on pay-per-view September 24th, 2000. We're a little bit, we, this was delayed, so we were going to do it. We're two weeks behind. Oh, wait. And uh, this was at, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the first Union Center. I knew it was at Philly because I saw a bunch of Philly jerseys in the, uh, filled up the Eagles jerseys in the crowd. I always and they also say it. Filled up yet. And they well, I didn't hear them say it, but and it's also on the net. I think it says it in the info on the network. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't <laughs> fucking see it. <laughs> I saw jerseys. That's great. 
Uh, the show opens up with the right to censor, defeating the APA and the Dudley Boys at Bull Buchanan, Goodfather, Stephen Richards, and Foul Venus. Can we all uh, agree that the right to censor was the most annoying fucking theme of all time? Oh my god. And uh yeah, anyways, it's six minutes and four seconds. It's a it's a fun little opener. It's no Canadian Stampede match, but it's it is what it is. <laughs> Literally Getting when I was watching TV. it yesterday, I was like, this is the definition of a fucking opening match in two thousand. <laughs> it is the crowd seriously. High. You throw Seriously. the Dudley boys out there and everybody fucking pops, especially in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you, and you get it going. This is a short match. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds oh like you have a God. virus on your laptop. Now. <laughs> Stop looking up porn. <laughs> Stop watching porn. <laughs> Lisa uh, Ann's butthole is not getting any tighter. <laughs> it's getting looser. <laughs> By the way, did she, you see that she's on the gimmicks, the Instagram show for the animated uh, talking shop little cartoon series they're doing? No, I did not see Lisa that. Lisa Ann awesome. is featured on that. That is awesome. Yeah. Of course she's featured on it. They get it. Yeah. I emailed them, by the way, because I'm going to try to get a bottle of the first batch of the talking shop whiskey. Oh, Nice. So if if I do get it, I will save some for you to try. I would love to hit that. I'd love to tap that. Uh, anyways, yeah, eight-man tag match opens it up. It's right to censor. They're trying to get him over. I think it was Vince's joke against, like, censorship and stuff. Like, he made them well, of course, because he's got that. the Godfather and Val Venus in it, which were two of the most over-fucking characters over in the, the top era because of their yeah. sexuality. Yeah. Hello, ladies. Honey. And then we get the second match is... I don't know if this is whenever... I don't know this part. Let me see if I can find a different review. But um, Stone Cold shows up. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't remember if that's when it is after that match. Is it Kevin Kelly? Yeah. 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 Which is weird. I didn't even realize Kevin Kelly was still with the Fed in 2000. He wasn't really doing a lot. So after that, backstage... Oh, okay. After the, the... Opening match, it's backstage. Stephanie McMahon uh, is talking to Triple H about his ribs. and It's her birthday, the birthday girl. Uh, And Triple H promises to end Kurt Angle tonight. She says she's totally behind Hunter now. Of course, I'm using 411 Mania here for... This is the Dark Pegasus video review, Unforgiven 2000. Who wrote it? J.D. Dunn. There you go, J.D. Dunn. his notes here. You just got over, Bubba. (laughs) Then we get a leather strap match with Taz versus Jerry Lawler. I was actually, I listened to Grilling JR about this one like two weeks ago. And JR admits that this feud shouldn't have went on because they could have used this time on the card to get somebody else over. Yeah. Yeah. Or put Taz Taz in a good fucking match. Exactly. Not a, not that Jerry Lawler is a bad match, but it's nothing just against like, Jerry Lawler. But fuck, you, you can put him with current talent, not yeah. the commentator. You know, if you want to get him over, right? This dude gave it a half a star. Old JD Dunn, but it was five Obviously, minutes and six seconds. The, the Raven. Big, that's the big is Raven's debut yeah. in WWF. At, at, well, re debut, I should say, because he used to be Johnny Polo, and then he went to WCW, and then he went to ECW. Yeah, yeah. And he went back to WCW. And then but this is the WWF. Raven. This right. is the Raven debut. Yeah. He comes up and gets a pretty good pop. Yeah. Well, it's Philly. Admittedly. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's an ECW guy. That's right. Extremely crappy wrestling is what Jerry the King Lawler says later on. What do you do? He hits. Yeah, he hits Lawler with the even flow DDT. That's right, because he was a grunge character. Yeah. So it's and Pearl his Jam. WCW music was a ripoff of Pearl Jam. Yeah, he's. <laughs> yep. Raven is a very. I like watching interviews with him. He's a real smart dude. dude he was in the he fraternity. Is so fucking smart, dude. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. There, I watched uh, High Spots. It was on the road with. It's that series. Yeah, so you, they like you, the whole series is whoever the wrestler is. They pick them up at the airport. You get to see them like pick them up at the airport, drive to the hotel, or drive to the the show or whatever. And it's like you yeah. spend the whole weekend with them, dude. Those that one and the Honky Tonk Man one are like the shit. The Iron Sheik one's a little weird because he's out there, but he, he's always talking about his suck my clock. Suck my fucking cock, my eight inch cock or ten inch cock. Yeah. He was on Howard Stern. Yeah. Oh man, off one time about his ten inch cock. Yeah. My uh, fucking ten when, inch cock. I loved when he was on Howard Stern. But, it was uh, so good. Dude. Yeah, the the Raven one it was super weird because he goes to like this, like different, like weird, like antique stores, and he's like talking about the history of different shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I had no idea at that dude, point. He's yeah, he's an interesting he's a, guy for yeah. sure. He's, yeah. So anyways, that, yeah, Raven hits the DDT, Taz hits the Taz mission, five minutes and six seconds. JLJD gave it a half star. And then after this, that's when Stone Cold arrives with the intent of finding out who ran over him at Survivor Series and tosses Kevin Kelly into a garage door in lieu of an interview. And then they replay it, I noticed. Mm -hmm. Throws him into the door, and they're like, let's replay that. There was kind of some weird... I feel like there was some time issues going on or something. To replay that, it's just Yeah, it was a strange little segment. Yeah, and then uh, it shows Michael Cole replaces Lawler at the announce table after that, but Lawler does come back after a while. And then we get the hardcore invitational, Steve Blackman versus Al Snow versus Crash Holly versus Test versus Perry Saturn versus Funaki. Uh, it's a 10-minute time limit. I think it changed three times during this. It went to Crash Holly at 3 minutes and 54 seconds. Then it went to Perry Saturn at 4 minutes and 6 seconds, and then Steve Blackman hit Perry Saturn with a kendo stick at nine minutes and one second and got the pin. And that's how he held out the last minute of it. It's just one of those matches to get people on TV. It's nothing special or anything. These were always kind of a clusterfuck, the hardcore invitation or whatever it is like the big hardcore matches. The strangest thing to me was when Al Snow came out, his outfit was really fucking weird. Yeah. And it was, they're like, Oh, who's he representing this time? He's Italian this time. And it, I don't remember. I don't that remember gimmick. this. Yeah. No. I didn't remember that at all. But I guess it was a very short-lived gimmick. Yeah, but I was kind of we not just watching did, at the end of 2000. We just did what? SummerSlam 2000. What was the last Fed show? SummerSlam we did? 2000. Yeah. That was the last Fed show we did of 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember Al Snow doing this gimmick here. It must have just started like yeah, after yeah. SummerSlam. That's or fucking. Because his song was weird. like Testa, Testa. <laughs> and i thought it was test coming out and i was like yeah. what what i was like yeah, when did was... test do this italian anyways yeah it, it was a weird gimmick and i don't remember that at all yeah and he was european champion which is weird it, well yeah and then after this match, we get in the back, Kurt Angle sees Steve Austin, and Stone Cold 
he gives him the honorary gold medal. He's like, well, it's not as big as mine, but <laughs> he's like being a douche about it. And then Stone Cold, what does he say? He says something, and then he's just stick it up your ass. And then he yeah. just whips. He starts beating on him. Yeah. So yeah, actually, that little segment. I watched the Stone Cold sessions or whatever on the network with Kurt. With Kurt, it was a good one. Yeah. And then we get Chris Jericho. This was a really good. Idea. I took a break from editing that intro together to watch this one because it was I a knew good it would one. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. They they went at it and had a pretty solid match for for uh, the nine minutes it was. Chris Jericho won by hitting the uh, walls of Jericho. I think they call it the Lion Tamer though. I don't remember which one they called one of them the Lion Tamer. And then really? I think, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. Catch I'm pretty that. sure they did. The the funny but, spot was Xbox gives Jericho the Bronco Buster and then Jericho does the Bronco Buster to Xbox. Yeah, I was. I'm glad you said that because I was watching it and I was like, I need to make a mental note to say, what the fuck exactly does the Bronco Buster do? I guess it doesn't hurt your sternum. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't look like it does anything. Throat neck area, or you're just putting your cock in their face. I think it's just a cock face thing. Yes. Likes that. Well, I mean, I guess. It's kind of the same thing. Like, what does the stink face do? You're just exactly. He's just rubbing his ass in somebody's face, and then he gets a pin, and it's like, what? What? Yeah, it's he, more it's of like, a signature type thing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, the element of surprise, I guess. Like, yeah, here's my butthole. Yeah. Anyways, the Bronco Buster was a weird one, but yeah, Jericho gets it, and man, they had a killer back and forth match. It was which girl was did solid. the Bronco Buster? Terry. Terry May Young did. Well, yeah, May Young did a lot of stuff. She May Young did a hand. lot of stuff. Maybe it was, it was Terry, but it, Terry Reynolds, but it was also Terry Xbox Terry. Tori, she did it. Tori, Tori, yeah, Tori, that's right. Yeah. She did it. I think I've one or there was two or three women who did it. Did Young Keebler do it? I don't know. I don't. Remember. I don't remember. Anyway, it's not a memorable move. So, it anyways. Matter. Chris Jericho on X-Pac, solid movie. Wins by Walls Jericho. Nine minutes, three seconds. Uh, then we get the Hardy Boys defeating Edge and Christian in a steel cage match for the WWF tag team titles. 13 minutes, 32 seconds. You don't see the Hardys. It's like they've been tag champs a lot, but it's few mm. and far between that they've won them, And which sounds weird. I just don't know when they won the belts because it's always Edge and Christian who had them, or the yeah. Dudleys. And... When you see him win, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. But they're like a seven or eight-time tag champ or something in, w- in the Fed. I mean, everywhere else they are, too. But uh, They're always it, in the memorable matches, but when they win, it doesn't seem to be as memorable. It's not the it most memorable, like. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this match is notable for Jeff Hardy getting the loudest pop ever for just taking your shirt off. Yeah. yeah. Also, real quick, before this match, before we talk more about it, after the Xbox match, Kurt goes and tells McFoley uh, that he competed with IBS, and a little asking from Austin is it going to stop him. Foley is so fed up with Kurt's hubra that he turns tonight's match into no DQ. That's what is noted on four and one. And then after that, we see Austin go into the Rock's dressing room. They shake hands, and uh, Joe walks in. He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Just Joe," and he starts whipping his ass. Because Austin delivers an ass whooping because Joe's so stupid looking. <laughs> <That's what it is. laughs> 
That's what it says. So it's just pretty that's, accurate. That's the best part of this review so far. So anyways, then the Edge and Christian and Hardy Boys match. I thought Jeff was out of the cage a little fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was out, like, in the first five minutes. And then he kept trying to get back in, and he was getting stopped from getting back in. And then Matt, they get the chairs, and he throws a chair in, and then they hit Matt with the chair. And then finally, it, it was just kind of weird that he went out early. And then um, Lita comes out. She does that Hurricane Rana on Christian yeah. off of the ladder. That looked like it hurt because yeah. she hit the ground, like hurt her. Yeah. Because she hit the ground. Um. But yeah, anyways, it was a, it was a good match, but it's not the best Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian one. Like it Man. could have been better. And I feel like at Survivor, I think it's Survivor Series 2001. It's Hardy it's Edge and Christian versus someone else in a steel cage. And I don't remember who. I think it's them versus the Alliance actually. It's not the Hardy Boys, but well, it could be. I don't remember. I don't remember. But either. anyways, yeah, uh, this yeah, match Jeff- was cool. Uh I saw that it was a cage match and I got really excited because I thought it was going to be better than it was. But like I was saying about the loud ass pop Jeff got for taking off his yeah. shirt and then he, he jumps off big one. and noticed their Matt And I think was it, it made no contact, no contact. Yeah. Their arms were like, their hands were touching and he, like, yeah, hits both their arms with his body. It was that really was another strange. Mental note. Yeah. He hits the whisper in the wind and it doesn't, it it literally just hits their arms and they go down and sell it. Yeah. I'm like, you got to at least try to get hit by it. I mean, that, was, that was that was like the biggest spot of the match, and it was like, yeah, not that good. Yeah, I think that's they would have sold it. Properly. I think after that, it kind of just kind of ruined the match for me. Yeah, I was like, eh, mm. whatever. But then they uh, they give Matt the concert. They Jeff and Matt give Edge the concerto on top of the cage, and he falls down in the ring, and that's when they crawl out and win. That right. was a cool spot, though. Yeah. Because that was a really dangerous spot. Like, I was pretty scared watching it. But, uh, anyways. So, after the match, uh, Stone Cold comes to see Stephanie. And she gives him his hat. And he's like, (laughs) oh, great. I got my hat that I I lost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, And she's saying Shane knows who ran him over. And he has video proof. and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It it wasn't her. It wasn't Triple H. it, It wasn't. Uh, her mom because she wasn't around it wasn't her dad and then she says you need to go talk to Shane instead of just going around and confronting everybody just go to Shane because he he knows who did it he knows yeah and wasn't it actually it was Triple H hired Rikishi right that's what the story was I think Triple H hired Rikishi to do it yeah and he said he but he says he does, did it for the rock yeah I did it for the rock I did yeah it that's for what the rock. rock starts saying uh, and then you got Triple H and Mick Foley backstage, it says they bond because they do kind of, he goes, we've had a lot of brawls. And Triple H is like, you lost most of them, but, uh, and but not all of them, but not all of them, not all, like, of them. all of them, but you <laughs> lost most of them. Yeah. This and, was a uh, good, yeah, that was a good little spot. Triple H has got the ponytail rolling. You don't see that a whole lot, but well you do, but I, it was just fun to yeah, see. It, it was, was yeah, it was moment. different. It was not different at this ponytail. time. Yeah, not at this time. It wasn't 96, 97 ponytail. The hair you can whip around. Yeah. 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 So anyways, yeah, they talk for a second about the match, like usual. And Mick Foley keeps doing one, two, three. Like he's exercising his arm. Because he's going to be the special guest ref. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Rikishi with China on the outside. It kind of shows a video package. It's like Eddie's. See, that getting, video package was great. I love that. Video yeah, package. Eddie's getting all possessive over China, yeah. and he's like, "You're posing for Playboy. You're going to be nude, Mamacita." <laughs> and he she's like, "I their... already, I already did a photo shoot." And he <laughs> goes to the mansion to try to get the pictures and all that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. it's so fucking funny. We got a problem that is the funny. front gate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the match was. I was kind of on my phone during this match. It was okay, yeah. I guess. It was it a was DQ what it was. finish. It was, yeah. It was like, it was okay. Eh. And the, okay, that's what it was. The DQ didn't make sense. He super kicked China and he got DQ'd. She was on the outside. Yeah. That's not how DQ, you usually don't get DQ'd for that. No. So this was when I was listening to Unforgiven uh, 2000 on Grill and JR, they were saying that it's it was really just for. Oh man, Devonte Adams changed from questionable to doubtful. You got to be fucking kidding me! It's real time fantasy football, kids. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, the DQ didn't make any sense, but Jr. said that this was obviously they were building to turn him into a heel, Rikishi, mm-hmm. because he ran over the Rock supposedly. So they were like, I don't know. This was just. It's just weird. The DQ didn't make any sense. And then Rikishi turning heel is also kind of weird because Too Cool was super over. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Yeah. yeah, this was that weird time when Rikishi was getting that singles push. Yeah, yeah. And we... That, and like, it, three months. Yeah, and we were all like, what the fuck? This yeah. is one of those weird times where I was in and out of wrestling. Me too, yeah. Uh, and then Trish Stratus tries to talk to... Tries to comfort Kurt, but he runs off. And because of the irritable bowel syndrome, apparently. <laughs> and then we get the no DQ match. Triple H. He wrote Triple H with China. No, it's Triple H with Stephanie versus Kurt Angle. That was a that was an error. He was thinking of China when he wrote this. Triple H versus Kurt Angle in a no DQ match. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. They've had better, but it was they beat the hell out of each other. Seventeen minutes and twenty six seconds. The Triple H hits that first pedigree with one arm. Yeah. What? What? Why didn't he get both arms? Well, I don't know. I, okay. I was thinking the same thing when I saw it. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Yeah. It just they do the the belly to belly announce table spot. That yeah. Was pretty solid. Yeah. That was and Triple H was bleeding after that. Not blade bleeding, but he cut himself somewhere on. There. Yeah. This it was. It's pretty obvious. Like every Triple H match, you're going to get an announce table spot. Mm-hmm. especially yeah. at this time and then he blew his quad on an announce table and it mm. kind of slowed down a little bit after yeah. that the announce table like, spots eh, maybe we'll pump the brakes on the announce table yeah, <laughs> yeah. but oh, uh my fucking muscle meat ripping off the fucking bone yeah i would say this is it's it's i mean it's a solid match it's good because you got two killer workers in there and they they kicked ass the whole time but uh there's probably better there's probably better triple definitely. H matches definitely. out there for sure. Yeah. Like 2001, they had some. And well, 2002, I guess, when he came back. And yeah, anyways, then there was the brand split, so it stopped happening as much. But they had better. Um, it was a solid match. Triple H hits a second pedigree, this time with both arms, and that's what gets the pin. He got some air on that second yeah. pedigree, too. He was like, and <laughs> dropped him, dude. And Mick Foley hits the three count. And, but Triple H is like, you got to choose between me and him. You got to choose between me and him. And then Stephanie, she she was a little green around this time still because she tended to sell, like, too much. Yeah. 
So she, she kicked him in the nuts. It. Yeah, and then she was just like, for like five minutes. Whoops. What did I do like, that okay, for? Okay, Steph, we got it. The camera yeah. got it. I was actually calling camera angles during this and the last match. Like I was a director. I was like, one, two, because I knew when they were coming. Yeah. I knew when they, I'd be like, three, four, five, one. Like I was always, it was <laughs> fun. It was fun to watch it and do that. Uh, anyways, yeah, it was a good match. I think dude gave it two stars or whatever. I would probably give it two and a half or three, maybe. Yeah. It was all right. If nothing uh, else then, for the people involved. Yeah, exactly. And then Shane O'Mac comes out and brings the video proof that Steve Blackman's the one who ran over Ken. Sh- he showed that he ran over Ken Shamrock, and so that he's got to be the he has guy. A history who ran over. of running over yeah. people, so it has to be him. And it's just because it's their rivalry, obviously, from SummerSlam. And uh, then Blackman comes out, and then Austin comes out. And Blackman's like, "Ah, oh, man," he's like, "It wasn't me." And uh, this is when he's. Oh, this is when he's got his new music from Disturbed or whatever. And the next one, I'm running the queue. Yeah. It's not the same. No, it's not. But he gets a hell of a fucking pop. He gets a big pop because everybody was ready for Austin to come back. He stuns Blackman, and then he stuns Shane three times while they're drinking. Stone Cold probably had a maybe a little bit of a buzz when he went back after <laughs> as much beer as he drank. He was covered in beer. Yeah. I like how when he gets on the announce table to do it, JR's, or Lawler's like, all right, move, JR. And then he's <laughs> they got they got hit with it regardless but there was beer everywhere shane got stunned three times and then i would assume it was it's raw like after this i think is when they start getting that uh it's when it's revealed that triple h put the hit out on him with rikishi yeah because then rikishi i believe faces rock at no mercy or survivor series Mm -hmm. and then uh triple h and stone cold are no dq at no mercy. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. And then we get the world title match. WF heavyweight title. It's a fatal four-way. I've always liked fatal four-way world title matches. I don't know why, but they're usually pretty good. This one was all right. The Rock, Undertaker, Benoit, and Kane. This dude gave it two and three-quarter stars. Uh, it was Isn't 15 great. minutes Yeah, I was going to say it was like seconds. 15. It wasn't yeah, it was long. shorter than... It was shorter than... Uh, Probably... I always think like a four-way match title match should go at least half an hour. Yeah, because there's a lot to be done. You yeah. can do a lot with that match. And that's, uh, I mean, that's four main eventers. That's why they're in the main event for the title. So exactly. You've got multiple storylines going on. Obviously, you've still got Benoit and Rock, which has been yeah. going on for a while. Then you got Booger Red in there. <laughs> Did he say Booger Red at this No, time? but the whole He's- match, that's all I could think of was Booger Red. <laughs> Well, he says it. I was watching a Raw from 2003 a while back, and he goes, oh, Booger Red. And I was like, holy shit, I've never heard him say yeah. it. But that, he said he it on something else. It. it might have been SummerSlam oh, when he said it. Fucking Booger Red. He was telling me about Booger sense. Red, and I was like, what the fuck? I, know, I never remembered him calling him that. I think he and said I, it on SummerSlam. I think it was SummerSlam. Because I yeah, was like, okay, yeah, I, I've, now I've heard it. And then I looked. Yeah, it, it was up. SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam 03. We did 03, right? Yeah. Last month. That was the one he said. He said Booger Red on that. And I said it on a Raw as well. Uh, Benoit gets the pin on Undertaker, but he hits his leg on the rope. It's one, two, three. He gets the title. He thinks he won. Fully comes up. And that scene is really cool because you got Austin, The Rock, or not Austin, the, you got The Rock, Undertaker, and Kane all walking up to him like these big dudes. And Benoit's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and they throw him into the like 
tin, aluminum, the uh, foil, not aluminum, fucking aluminum, you know, panel thing, foil, whatever it is. I said aluminum foil, but it's aluminum. <laughs> the fucking Because it makes a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Reynolds wrap. Reynolds wrap. Uh, yeah, they beat the hell out of Benoit. They get the match going again. Uh, I think, I don't remember if that's when The Rock hits the Crippler cross face on Benoit after Benoit does it to him. He does it to Benoit then. And I can't, the finish was, yeah, it was Rock pins Benoit after a rock bottom or something. And Undertaker's trying to get him to stop the pin, but Kane holds him so he can't yeah. break the pin. And that's that's that. So I'm assuming that keeps the Undertaker and Kane feud going because you can always run that feud. Yeah, I was going to – I think they wrestle at Survivor Series. Yeah. I think. Oh, no, Taker – the uh, Undertaker chokeslams Benoit, and then that's when Rock gets the pin, I believe. Because Kane is Something holding like that. Taker back. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, The Rock and Benoit definitely did a lot of the work in the match. And then Taker and Kane were kind of just there slugging it out, kind of moderating the match. Trying to, yeah, trying to play spoiler, but. Yeah, yeah. You had a feeling they weren't, neither one of them were going to win it because they weren't in the, really in the title picture. Yeah. Benoit was, whenever they beat Benoit up at the entrance, like in the aluminum foil. The aluminum, they, uh, it, when I saw that, I was like, eh, that's Vince was like, throw the little guy around. Like yeah. that was his call. Make he sure you throw that. the little dude around. Yeah. Because he's small, but we're not going to give him the know, title, but we're going to put him in the main event in the title matches, but I just yeah, want to we'll watch him you beat his in ass. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. But Benoit gets his due in Oh four. He, he killed it at that WrestleMania, but that's Unforgiven 2000. Uh, we will do No Mercy 2000 this month, right? we got to do No Mercy 2000. Let me see that card real quick. I'll bring that up. That is... My mouse. My hands are cold. They, my mouse won't work. we got the Dudley Boys versus Right to Censor. we got oh, uh, TNA Yay. versus... Yeah, TNA versus APA, X-Pac, and Jericho again. Right to Censor and Billy Gunn in China. So the Right to Censor is split up into two matches here. Uh, Rikishi and this one's Rikishi and Stone Cold at No Mercy. So yeah, the story on the way he figures out. Uh, William Regal, Naked Midian. Oh yeah, Los Los Conquistadores, which is Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Triple H, Chris Benoit, and Kurt Angle and The Rock. So this No Mercy's got a pretty decent card. Because what didn't Edge and Christian do the Conquistadores because they couldn't get a title match or something? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Mick Foley was like, I'm not giving you another title match yeah. or something. And then they, yeah. So anyways, we'll do No Mercy this month. That is October 22nd. We'll see if that's a if that's a Monday. We might be able to do it on that day. Let's the see. The 26th is a Monday, and that's our Halloween special. Okay, so we'll do it the 19th, I guess. Before, yeah. That's that's the week before the 26th. Let's, I'm looking let, at the calendar. Yeah, let me look at the calendar, too, here. We can do it so the 19th i guess we got the 19th so 19th will be no mercy 2000 so next week should we do halloween havoc 2000 let's look if... you love that 
It doesn't look super epic at all. I could go without watching this. I just, Ugh. I don't think, I, I don't think I can sit through this. Buff Bagwell, really, Buff Bagwell versus David Flair. Yikes. Goldberg defeating Mike Cronin Sanders. The Who the event. fuck is Mike Sanders? Kickboxing match. He must be a kickboxing guy. I don't want to watch this one. Oh, I don't think no. people want to listen to it. The main event's Goldberg versus Chronic, and it's three yeah, minutes that's... and 43 seconds. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's, I don't. Let's not watch that. Yeah, that's. We'll that's figure out a show to watch next week. Maybe we watch a older Halloween Havoc. Or I'm, I'm a, checking ninety five. Oh God, Halloween Havoc ninety five. That's Dungeon of Doom. That's the Monster Truck match. Oh, we did that one already. Yeah, I think we did that one's. Okay. Yeah, we already that's did that. Rough. Ninety six yeah, is Piper and Hogan. Is it? Or Macho Man and Hogan? Something like that. 96. I was looking at 90. Ooh, we could watch an old one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do an old one. We always uh, do the mid-90s stuff. Got the Midnight Express. Okay. Terry yeah. Taylor versus Bill Irwin. Ooh, that sounds like a barn burner. Oh, wow. Brad Armstrong versus J.W. Storm. The Master right. Blasters. <laughs> the Master Blasters. <clears throat> Blade and Steel versus the Southern Boys. Oh boy. F- Freebirds versus the Win- Renegade. <laughs> I can't even talk. The Renegade Warriors. Steiner Br- Brothers versus the Nasties. Junkyard Dog versus Moondog Rex. Doom versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Stan Hansen versus Lex Luger. Sting versus Sid. Ugh. No. I don't want to do that one either. Yeah, I don't know about that. What about 92 Havoc? Let me see. That's Sting and Jake Roberts. Ron Simmons, Barbarian. Rick Rude. Masahiro Chono. Barry Windham and Dusty Rhodes. Steve Williams and Steve Austin. That one doesn't seem like it would be too bad, I guess. Ricky Steamboat and Brian Pillman. Halloween Havoc 93 is Vader and Cactus Jack in a Texas death match. Ooh. Rick Rude and Ric Flair. Ooh. Sting and Sid Vicious. Dude, let's do 93. You want to do 93? Yeah, Dustin Rhodes and Steve Austin, Nasty Boys, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and Two, Cor- two Cold St- Scorpio. Steve Regal versus Davey Boy Smith, Paul Orndorff, Ricky Steamboat. The opening match is a fucking burn burner, dude. Ice Train, Charlie Norris, and the Shockmaster versus Harlem Heat and the Equalizer. Oh, my Fuck God, yeah. I want to watch that. Harlem Heat, Colin Kane. This is before they were Booker T and Stevie Ray. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, let's watch this one. Let's watch 93. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's watch this one. Let's do it. Let's do Halloween Havoc 93. All it's right. in New Orleans at the Lakefront Arena. This should be a fun one. Yeah. All right. 93 yeah. Halloween Havoc. <laughs> I'm down with that. Ice Train, All Charlie right. Norris. <laughs> yeah. Colin Kane. Let's give a little shout out to the Slashing Cast Network real quick. We are a part of that, the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. I'm going to run them off real quick for you once again. We got Make Every Death Count, the Silver, Sc- the Silver Screen Scream Show, Slasher Cast, The Lane Shift, The Scream Queens, an advertisement popped up, Bloody Date Night, Dead in Santa Carla, Eroticosaurus, Hills and Pods Wrestling Quadcast, Qu- Qu- Hills and Pods. Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Hills and Pods Wrestling Podcast. A Little Mad Podcast. Frightful Farriers. Frightful 
Failures podcast. I got to learn how to speak English. We watched a movie podcast. Our brothers over there just liked the movies. We came from beneath the sea. So horrified. Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. Kill the Dead. Punk Rock Horror podcast. Haunters podcast. 3B Deep Cut podcast. The Conjecturing. The Trick or Treaters podcast. The Sea Files. Apocalypse in Review. And Slash and Cast. That is all of our boys over at at our network, our network we're a part of, the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Slash and Cast presents Halloween Virtual Convention. Hmm, let's check that out. Anyways, yeah, that with is it the being October, obviously, and us being, you know, we always do something special for Halloween. It makes sense that we're a part of this because not only are we the only wrestling podcast on it, but because we kind of like that genre as well. Also, it being October, Halloween, perfect time to find some horror podcasts to listen to. Everybody talks about good and bad horror movies over there at all those shows, so check those out. Subscribe to all of them, leave them a review, all that good shit. We promise you won't Slashingcast, regret it. Slashingcast.net is the I website. believe so, yes. Slashingcast.net. And you can find and links of course, to all the podcasts there. You can go to all of our sponsors, websites, and affiliates. We got FullyLoadedChew.com. Use coupon code HEALPOD10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. There it is. There it is on Tommy's screen. We got CollarNoboBrand.com. Coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout. We got ManCanWine. Coupon code, the same, heels and, pot, heels and quads and all caps at checkout, 10%, 25% heels of your order and free shipping. I just am not doing good. You're today. not. I'm not on one. ProWrestlingTees.com slash heels and quads. You can get our personal merch there. But all of our classic one. t-shirts. Not that one, though. That is an exclusive from Fodal, James Hogan, one of Only our patrons. In the, in the wizard. Only three in the world. So... I have it. You have it. He has it. And uh, I think I missed something else that had a coupon code. Um, you got Man Can, Color No Bow, Fully Loaded. That was it. Zydax. <laughs> Don't forget Never Zydax forget computers. Zydax, man. Zydax computers. Hey, it was worth a shot, man. Yeah, it was. That would have been a good And we're done with Zubas because nobody ever bought it. Yeah, that's that's over with. Which, I mean, so. I love Zubas. I wear is pretty all cool. The time. Uh, also, gogreenhemp.com. Go Green Hemp. Don't there forget, we go. Go Coop, Green Hemp. Same coupon code, heels and quads yeah. and all caps at checkout. The only one that's different is fullyloadedshoe.com. It's heelpod10. Yeah. Get you some Go Green Hemp gummies and CBD out and watch some uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what we're talking about. October 26th. We're the Dream Warriors. Ain't gonna dream no more. We're the dream warriors. At the very least, the chorus needs to be <clears throat> done. Yeah. At the very least. Maybe I, we can make that happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, follow us on Twitter That's at the Hills sweetest fucking 80s video of all time. It by is the way. pretty cool. Yeah. And at Hills the and end, Quads, Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Join us on Patreon. Please. And leave us, listen to us and leave us a review. Leave a review if you like us or hate us. 
I am running a special right now on patreon.com slash heels and quads. You sign up between now and October 15th. So you've got 10 days. You sign up for the dollar tier one-on-one Zoom call with me. I'm not going to put a time limit on it, but there probably will be a time limit because I don't want to talk to a bunch of people for a dollar. But Yeah, forever, like 30 yeah, minutes. Like five hey, where minutes. Are you, where are you from? Do, do you like Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Do you like do you like George Costanza? <laughs> I do. Fuck yeah, I love George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Summer of George. Um, people that are but yeah, I thought it was something fun. Run a little special. James Hogan was excited. He wanted he wants to do a uh, he wants to drink with me. Well, he, we obviously need to do a Zoom call with him because the Instagram live thing did not go well. It didn't he go was like well. Fucking shit faced or something. He was maybe something. Or I wonder he just if he's scared of us. Talk. I don't know. Don't be he scared. Looks like, he looks like he could be possibly scared of us. I would be scared of me. I would be scared of me too. Especially his beard. <laughs> it's thick. Especially this uh, this chodeski. All right. Mushroom well, in the know. meadow. <laughs> You know the drill. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll talk to you guys next week with Halloween Havoc 1993. 93. Bye. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together, we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.